for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Amelia Quinn. How's it going today, Amelia? It's going good. It's going good. I'm sure I'm not as uh, tired in the morning as you are. <laughs> Sorry Actually, for not... here. <laughs> the only reason I'm tired is because I thought something was going to release at midnight last night, and it didn't. <laughs> And it was just like, okay, well, I'm going to, I should, I know I should go to bed at like 11, but something, I thought something was going to release at midnight. Oh, man. Not. And I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go to bed. (laughs) Oh, no. But I was able to get my shower in before this. So, like, I feel a little bit better than I did about 20 minutes ago. Oh, that's, that's good then. A good coffee and then you're good to go. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Um, no, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so you just released your uh, second EP, mm-hmm. Firecracker. Yeah. It released just yesterday. yesterday, correct? <laughs> yeah, definitely is yesterday. It's okay, brand new. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, debuted on the iTunes or the UK iTunes country chart at number three, right? Is, yeah, is that where it, it ended yeah. up finishing? It finished at number three, it entered at number eight, which was pretty cool just to be yeah. in the top 10 off the bat. And then, yeah, it's number still at number three right now. And then um, it's at number 77 in just the all genres chart as well, which is pretty awesome. I've never charted how, before, so. How often do they update those charts? Is that something they do like oh, daily no, or is it? <laughs> I should be, I should probably should know that. That's probably something I should know, but I'm just kind of like, they can charts confuse me, and I was just like, okay, this this is a number I'm at in the chart. Oh, right, we're going up. That's cool. <laughs> People must be downloading it. Yeah, I'm sure they monitor it, monitor it like that first day the release, and then from there it's just kind of like okay, every couple of days we'll update it because if they're monitoring all, yeah, all the music all the time, it's just kind of like <laughs> it's a lot of music on there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, but. Um, before we kind of jump into Firecracker, the EP and everything else you got going on, uh, let's kind of take a step back and get to learn a little bit more about you. Because like, this is one of the rare occasions where we have a, we've actually talked just a little bit, but I still don't know a whole lot about you because we've, <laughs> we've only entered, or you reached out to me two days ago, right? It was Thursday? Yeah, something like that. Um, so what's your story? What's your origin story? What got you into music? You know, all that fun stuff. All, all, all the general stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I'm basically, I, I started playing music when I was really young. I was six and I started with piano and all that kind of thing. Um, and then I ended up getting in, going from sort of classical training to getting into more contemporary genres um, and into bands and things like that. I've always been quite attracted to sort of rock music and as well as roots music that you know everything that you can sort of put roots music down to i like to use it as an umbrella term so you're looking at sort of the country the americana the you know rock and roll all that kind of thing um 
that's just something I've always come back to. I've been making a lot of jokes recently that Hannah Montana got me into country music, (laughs) (laughs) which is just super cheesy, but it's kind of true. You know, I was a little girl. I wanted to be Hannah Montana. Um, But yeah, and it's it's always been a a very big part of my life. Um, I've always had some sort of connection with it and, Starting started songwriting at 11, uh, where the first song I actually ever wrote was a country song as well, as it happens. So trying to be Hannah Montana again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's getting into that roots, that contemporary, that, um, that Americana kind of vibe that brought me into the country scene in the UK. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really started, you know, uh, working on my career and going for it. And it's actually only really been a couple of years. So I'm yeah. very thankful for all these support and opportunities that I've had in that time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I've talked to a few UK country artists and it's really awesome that you guys are kind of building your own scene and trying to find your own sound. Like you, you would assume that it would just be like mimicking the sound that they have here in America, talking about a lot of things, but I was yeah. talking to uh, Danny McMahon and he, brought oh, up, and he brought up, he was like, that's just not how we live. Like the big, big pickup trucks, cowboy hats. Yeah, I wish trucks. our roads wouldn't cope. <laughs> yeah. And so like, if we, if y'all were to write music like that, it just wouldn't be authentic to the UK country. No, definitely. Trying to find your own like sound and your own language. It's you using, know. Yeah. It's, it's like using those influences and, the, and those sort of vibes, um, especially, you know, the instrumentation and mm-hmm. that, I just think it's absolutely beautiful um but then putting a british spin on it because obviously as a songwriter we sort of like to write about what i I personally definitely like to write about my life experiences you know things that i go through myself and i i've I've definitely been known to put you know like chevy truck and the old reference in that times um and trust me if i could have one i would definitely have a chevy truck i love them um but it's yeah it's i do get that sort of putting the spin on it we couldn't just sort of all right about like going on on the the back roads and down to the lake and stuff like that because we we don't really have that here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I mean, l- like you'd mentioned, you like to put references in there, mm-hmm. but it, it it's one thing to do like an homage to to like American country music, but yeah. it's another thing to just be kind of like, hey, we're gonna not as, not rip it off, but just like. Like, hey, I'm American now. That's, yeah. that's it. I'm American. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, but how are thing how have things been going with your music throughout the whole COVID thing? Was there concern that uh Firecracker wasn't gonna wasn't gonna it release? Was, it was definitely a challenge and making the record itself was um has been really interesting and very different because it started in the studio. We recorded the drums in the studio, um, and then before we sort of got the chance to record the rest of it, we went into lockdown, mm-hmm. which of course meant we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't go into the studio or anything like that, no contact with anybody. Um, so actually the majority of the record ended up being recorded at home. So I, mm-hmm. I have a little studio set up here. You can see some speakers in the background. Um, so I did my my sort of my acoustic guitar parts, my vocals um, by myself at home. Well, I did the acoustic guitar with a little bit of help um, just before we went in full lockdown. But the vocals, that was, that was all me. And then I sent it off to my session musicians who thankfully had their own little recording setups as well. Mm-hmm. So they were managed to do it by a distance. So it took longer in the sense that we had to have a bit more back and forth. 
um, with the parts and sort of checking, you know, oh, this is this part okay? Okay, this needs tweaking um, and really perfecting them. But it was actually kind of nice to be able to take that time and, and say, okay, I'm going to sleep on it and have another listen tomorrow because I'm not 100% sure on this part and being able to take more care with it. Um, without you know the the time constraints of being in a studio and paying for it hour by hour kind of thing, so it it was unique and it was strange, but it was actually a lot of fun and it yeah. turned out pretty good. So I wouldn't change it. <laughs> yeah, nice. You know it, that's always interesting is because it's like COVID affected people different ways. Like obviously you said you have your own little setup there, yeah. and so you, you felt a little bit of a hiccup, but it wasn't like Oh man, it just actually ended just... up being brought forwards because I had no gigs to sort yeah. of keep me busy. It was supposed to come out um, in August and it ended up coming out a month early. <laughs> hey, that's always good, you know. Yeah. Um, so, what, what was the kind of process in um, selecting songs for this album? Was it stuff that you've already had written or did you kind of write specifically for the album? What was the selection process? It was quite, it's, it's, these songs were written over quite a long period of time. I think it was about roughly a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, so some of them are, are sort of older songs. Some of them are a lot newer. Um, I'm as a songwriter, my sort of style of songwriting and the way I go about it, I can't just sit down and say, right, I'm going to, I'm going to write this kind of song or I'm going to, I want this record and I'm going to write all the songs for it this way. I'm quite a spontaneous writer, especially in, the songs that I really enjoy and I'm really feeling, they just kind of happen. Um, usually when I've got to go somewhere and I end up late <laughs> and I have to turn up and say, sorry, I was right. And uh, I'm going to put you all on hold for that. Cause I don't want to forget what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, so many times it's happened. Um, but yeah, it was, it's just a collection of songs that kind of had the same, same sort of vibe, that, that same sort of messaging, that sass, that grit. Um, and they really went together quite well. It was originally meant to be a five-track EP. There was um, Mistakes, which I released as a single back in April. Mm -hmm. um, that was going to be on the EP, but it didn't quite fit the rest of the songs. And it stood alone really well, so it ended up being cut down to a four-track, but I'm happy with that decision. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, is the hope to one day turn it into a full-length album, or do you kind of like staying in the EP range? At the moment, I'm sort of staying within an EP range just because I am quite new and I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still letting my sound evolve. I'm still finding my feet and experimenting with, with different things. I'm also, you know, trying to improve my skills on the guitar and, and various instruments. I've got a banjo on the wall too, which I'm really terrible at right now, but we'll get there. Um, so I'm giving myself that opportunity to not rush myself into a huge project and be able to take my time and enjoy the process of really finding my feet and settling into my genre. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty settled in what I'm doing. I have sort of found, you know, my home, my sort of home in music. Um, mm. But it's just working on improving that and making it the best it could possibly be. So right now it's just EPs, but there are, you know, the, the, an album is on the table at some point in the nearest future. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. And so is kind so obviously moving forward, the you're working toward or you have the album I've possibly or coming out. Um 
what's your what's the biggest how how long has it been between your first ep and your second ep just over yeah we just that little single in between um so that's so there's quite a lot of it's, it just feels like so long um that it came out and yeah just, it actually you know it's, it's kind of long but it's kind of short in a way um but just with with all the festivals and the gigs and growing my career in that time it, it's just gone absolutely crazy and I'm massively thankful for everyone that supported me because really I couldn't have done any of this I wouldn't be where I am right now without them um and it's it's definitely motivated me to release more uh, more often mm-hmm. so there is a view to doing that sort of um starting in sort of 2021 I'm going to try and be a bit more frequent with the releases because I've got lots of songs that are ready to go <laughs> And now that you or now that you have experience using your home setup and all that stuff, I'm sure you can do at least do more solo acoustic stuff. Or yeah, is that definitely. something that's kind of crossed your mind doing like a quarantine something? It has. It was something I was gonna do right at the start and then I ended up um just going full steam ahead with firecracker anyway. Because uh, I was I was a little bit stressed and I was thinking, oh my God, what if I can't get it out? Like, what am I going to put out in the meantime? Yeah. Um, but it ended up working out, which was great. But I do definitely for demos as well, it is really useful because I'm able to put everything together because I can't see my band as often. We have started rehearsing together a little bit, but it's not overly frequent. Um, yeah. And there's lots of sort of changes going on in their lives. One, one of my band members is going to become a dad, which is super oh, wow. cool. Yeah. Uh, obviously he's gonna get very tired very soon yeah. um so i can make the demos and just send them over and be like right this is this is the kind of thing i'm going for these are the basic parts and we can work on them and bounce ideas off each other when we then get into rehearsal eventually yeah absolutely you know that that's how how do you kind of manage everybody's schedule as far as the band goes like how is do you have like backups in case somebody can't make a show or make a practice or do you try and keep it <laughs> I as... think I'm quite lucky that I have a lot of friends uh, a lot of musician friends that are very very kind and and I'm sure that I can sort of ring them and say hey you know there's this gig I really need to play it but you know so and so isn't available would you be able to fill in but generally their schedules are pretty good if they're sort of so far, as li- I've lined up really well with mine, which is very lucky. Um, and they are great guys. Like They're so excited to go out gigging. We haven't had a full band gig yet. We've got our first one in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are as excited as I am to go do it. And they really love the music and love the songs, which is a huge honor. You know, that they, that they want to play that. So I'm very excited to show them off. <laughs> okay. Is there still hopes that that gig in August is going to still happen or is it's it definitely kind of... happening it's, oh, it's uh, definitely an outdoor happen. one so we're allowed <laughs> oh, nice. awesome uh what what's the uh gig is it a festival or is it just a yeah it's like a, a mini like afternoon festival it's got some of my friends like tommy taylor and harriet rose playing on it it's um run by a really great guy called aaron he's um doing i think he's changed the name to unsigned country music i think I really hope I got that right. <laughs> um, but the, the gig itself is Unsigned Unleashed and the lineup is amazing. And it's just going to be such a great day to be able to see my friends, you know, my friends in the scene for a start. It's going to be fantastic. And to be able to just go play and feel that energy again, I've really missed the energy of live shows. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, I felt really bad because there was a live, there was actually a live show I was supposed to go to last weekend, but I ended up having to, 
cancel because I was in the middle of a project and I was just like, I can't drive for an hour to go see a show. I'm sorry. You know, life takes over. <laughs> and I was just like, dang it. I really wanted to go see that show. Not for any other reason than just, Hey, I just wanted to get out. Like it's, it's yeah. been one of those. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> but, um, so obviously with the quarantine, you haven't been, doing that many live shows have you been experimenting with like the live streaming and all that yeah, fun stuff for sure for sure i had a um a little series that i did a, a weekly stream on friday afternoons well, afternoon here um and it was called bareface fridays where basically the concept was um come on and play um a writer's round but mm -hmm. with no makeup no sort of done up big mm -hmm. show or anything like that to really reflect how songwriters lay themselves bare within their songs and really make it about the songs themselves mm -hmm. um, and i think that a lot of people really enjoyed that and was, um and the artists as well they so many girls just like oh my god it was so nice to come and like do a stream and not have to get ready <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot less hassle. I was like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that sort of because that came from my IGTV series that I was doing. And I thought, eh, why not get some friends involved? Um, so I'd definitely be doing that. And then just doing live streams with other pages and other people has been really great for reaching out to fan bases that I may not have been able to reach before because it's just anyone from anywhere in the world can come tune in and enjoy the music. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is that the uh, Bareface Fridays? Is that something that you're still doing or are you? I stopped it, but I'm, I might bring it back if there's enough demand for it. I might might make it another regular thing. So nice. if any of you want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was something that you did on Instagram, you said, correct? Yeah, I started, it started off as um, just me posting a video every week with no makeup, playing a song that I'd written or that meant a lot to me. And then I sort of had the idea to, to turn it into a live stream and sort of thought, hey, well, we're not gigging. Why not just, just get some friends involved, give them a platform on my page and do some cross promotion for everyone because... That's at the end of the day, that's kind of what it's about. It's about sharing the love and, and, you know, promoting each other and lifting each other up and saying, oh my God, this artist is great. Go check her out. And, you know, this artist is amazing. Go check him out. And hopefully they'd return the favor and, you know, everyone gets into a big community and is mm -hmm. happy and friendly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, during the quarantine, have you been doing anything to kind of challenge yourself creatively speaking? Um, I've started co-writing, which I never actually did before. And I've only done it with three people. Um, I, I'll literally name, like one of them is my really, my first one was my really good friend, Finola, and she really eased me into it. It was very nice to have it with a friend who sort of knew that I'd never done it and worked really well with me. And then I've done a few with um, Louise Parker, who is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And my latest one was with Jessica Lynn, and that was my first uh, American artist co-write which was just amazing I, she was as excited to write with me which I was just like why Jessica Lynn from Seattle uh Jessica Lynn was well, Jessica Lynn witty now um, okay okay she, different, yeah she's different, different Jessica Lynn okay yeah there's, there, I think there's two little, maybe there might be three I don't know yeah. it's a popular name yeah. Um, but yeah she was fantastic and it's so that was challenging because I've never really written in front of anyone let alone with anyone and having that to get that confidence in that what I come out with may not be very good um 
and just say, right, then, you know, whether they judge me or not on it, you just got to not care and just throw ideas out there. But it's actually really liberating and, and I really enjoy it. And to be able to bounce ideas and come up with something that I wouldn't come up with by myself mm-hmm. has been a great experience. So that's definitely something. And then just, yeah, learning new instruments like the banjo or trying to get better at some riffage on guitar. <laughs> Um, so your first experience doing co-write was through like zoom or yeah was that a little because the few people that I've talked to have said that that's not the best way to kind of start doing co-writes because it's like completely different than in-person co-writes I don't don't know I think for me because I get quite sort of anxious and you know I've got you know self-confidence and so and I'm like oh my god you know this this writing they're gonna hear like how bad my writing at first is and stuff like that I think it was quite nice to have it from a distance and again it was with a friend so I think it was a bit different to if it had just been like hey you're another songwriter that I don't really know let's write together and, and see what happens um but I'm, I'm definitely gonna try and write with people in person as well because I'd like to see how different it is but Personally, I think it, it was actually quite nice to ease in that way for me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. And so once COVID's over, like doing in-person co-writes, that's definitely something you want to continue doing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Is um is going to Nashville something that you've had an opportunity to do before? I have. I miss it every day. <laughs> Uh, I went for a week for like a holiday to for the first time ever a couple of years ago and I've just been dying to go back ever since and I'm planning to go back next year um you know provided the madness is all over and we can do that um but I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna try and maybe book a couple shows there as well and Mm -hmm. start getting myself out there a little bit um because you know that's the dream let's be honest that's kind of the dream a little bit (laughs) to to move to nashville or just play in nashville maybe one day i would love that but we'll see i've, I've got to see where life takes me first <laughs> okay. gotcha gotcha that makes sense um what well what's what's a uh, one place that you want to or yeah what's one place in nashville that you want to play like as far as like a venue goes like is it gonna be really cheesy if i say bluebird <laughs> that's not cheesy I watched their documentary, like, oh my God, I'm going to sound like such a wet lettuce, but I watched their documentary and I was literally crying at like the things that the songwriters were saying and the scenes that they had because I just related so much to it. And I was like, I want that so bad. So I definitely think that's that's on my list of places I really want to play and I'd probably just die of happiness if I got the opportunity to. Um, but just anywhere in Nashville. I've, I've played a couple songs actually at the George Jones because... Um, I met a friend there who invited me up on stage by surprise <laughs> and I was so scared, but it was a great experience. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, how are you? Obviously, no one's going anywhere right now, but no, right how now. Are you, what are you doing to kind of pass the time as far as like just the, if you're not playing music, what are you, what are you kind of doing? Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've got a lot of um other than playing music, I've got a lot of other things to do around sort of my artist life because I'm purely DIY. So I do put a lot of time into it. And I do actually have a day job as well, but right now I'm followed. So I'm not working for, I think, another couple months. Oh, wow. uh, so 
I've literally just been doing music full time for sort of the first time ever and I've absolutely loved it. Nice. I'm, I'm thinking, do I have to go back to work? <laughs> um, but it's, it's been really awesome and I've got some little sort of projects like designing, even just designing, you know, the merch and mm-hmm. all the promo stuff. I really enjoy doing that kind of stuff. I quite enjoy doing, doing sort of marketing and things like that. So I've been just trying to up my skills in, in that sort of area. And then, yeah, otherwise Netflix, movie nights. It's been great. <laughs> What are you enjoying on Netflix right now? Uh, right now, I've just been binge watching New Girl. I'm sort of having it on in the background when I'm doing other bits and pieces. Uh, but I've watched some, there's some documentaries on there that I've watched as, um, on Sky as well as uh, The Littlest Big Farm. And I recommend anyone to go watch that because it is such a beautiful story. Um, and there's so many cute little farm animals in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think I've seen that one on Netflix. So that might be the difference between like the US. Yeah, and... you guys have a different Netflix. I'm a little bit jealous. I feel like you guys get things first as well. Like, terrible. <laughs> well, you guys get the, a lot of the, there's, like, I think the big difference is, is like a lot of the regional documentaries, which is what I like watching. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like just watching the smaller made documentaries is just really awesome. And I just, I, I find that they're just, I don't know. Sometimes they're just a little bit better because they, they try harder and they've got a different twist on it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what, what's your uh, day job that you're currently not working? I just work as like uh, just data input for a um, tech company. Okay. So there's nothing thrilling, <laughs> but it pays the bills. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, you, everyone's got to have a, everyone's got to have a job that pays the bills. Maybe one day I'll be able to do music full time and pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, that's the, that's the dream, you know, that's the dream. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we like to do on live and amplified is help younger musicians and pass on as much knowledge as we, as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so since you're still relatively young in your music career, um, what advice would you give your younger self? That's just first starting out. I think one of them is um, don't worry so much about what other people think because when you do you and you and you just be yourself and do what you want to do, it turns out people might actually like it and relate to it a lot more than if you're trying to be someone you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the best bit of advice I was ever given was just be nice because you don't know where someone's going to lead you or what doors that's going to close if you burn those bridges. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And obviously with Firecracker, it hasn't quite been the most authentic studio session (laughs) experience, but what's one thing you've learned going into the studio to uh, film Firecracker? Um, I think like, well, going into the studio and and not being in the studio, I think I've learned that you don't actually have to have all the fancy equipment and all the big old studios to make a good record and a, and a well-produced record. It's, it's the people, it's the players, you know, and it's the feel. I think that's, that's the most important. How has your uh, music kind of changed from your first EP to your, uh, to Firecracker? It's definitely got a lot heavier. <laughs> Uh, the first EP is quite sort of acoustic and nice. And then I found my sass. <laughs> um, and just that full band as well, because there's um, there's some percussion and there's a lot of sort of harmony layers and stuff on, on the debut EP we wrote off, which you can go go stream it and find it if you want to. Um, 
and it's and it's cute and i played i actually did it all sort of myself in the studio all the percussion and that was was played by me and all the harmonies were done by me as well so it's very much a solo um ep whereas there was a lot more collaboration on firecracker which brought more influences into the mix and different you know different sort of vibes different playing styles and i think that's part of what makes it such a great sounding record is is that it's got all those different influences and it's a real sort of mixing part of you know that kind of bluesy rootsy rocky country americana southern kind of thing who are some uh, musicians you're listening to right now that you're kind of drawing influences from um beth Hart's definitely a massive influence i love her that sort of that that ras that bluesy kind of um, tone in her voice and in her writing um, and I listen to I listen to quite a bit of sort of southern rock like Brothers Osborne, The Cadillac 3 um, I really love their, their riffs at them, like that's something I've, I've sort of got my eye on and, and goal wise in the next record I'm looking at a bit more sort of riffy stuff and less strummy which is what I'm good at, I'm good at just strumming I can do rhythm any day <laughs> um, so that's, that's kind of what I listen to and then old time idols like people like Miranda Lambert Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, and so you'd mentioned earlier that you were really into Myra Cy- Miley Cy- I don't know why I just <laughs> called her Myrie. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, I think you need to go back to bed or you need another coffee. <laughs> I, if I drank coffee, you know, it, it's, I drink soda for whatever reason. It's, it's just kind of like better it works better for me or whatever but i get coffee jitters so bad so i, I can have like one mug of coffee in the morning and then i'm like oh my god <laughs> ready for the day <laughs> <laughs> um so Miley Cyrus, yeah <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna change it up a little bit okay this is called the random question section oh man you're gonna test me now i'm hungover dude like <laughs> no i i think you'll be all right because these are, I have a random question generator. Okay. And we're going to ask eight questions. This is the best. This is, yeah. so, this is so different to anything I've had. This is great. I'm so ready. So first question, how long does it take for you to form an opinion about someone? Not very long. <laughs> and why is the fire alarm going off upstairs? That's a little nerve wracking. Oh. <laughs> um, where do you see yourself in five years? On a stage. <laughs> is time currently passing quickly or slowly for you? Both. If that makes sense. It's like some, some things just go really fast, but then I'm like, I swear it was like 9 a.m. a minute ago. But then sometimes I'm like, is that really how long it's been? It's, it feels like an hour. It's been two minutes. So Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah. It just kind of depends on the day, I think. Yeah. It depends on the day. It depends what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Have you ever been punished for something you didn't do? And what was it? Probably. Um, I have no idea. It was probably when I was a kid. And um, I'm the kind of person that even if I didn't do something, if I get accused of something or if someone's in trouble, I look really guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and like my, my face just gives everything away. Um, but even if I didn't do it, I'll just be like, oh, my God. Um, so probably, that's probably happened at some point. <laughs> What's something that you've thought you've already done by now, but you really haven't? Oh, man. Um, that's a really good question, man. I have to think about that. 
We could circle back if you want. Yeah, we might have to, I might have to think about that one. <laughs> Probably learn banjo because I did start trying it a while ago and I still haven't. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, that works. Learn banjo. <laughs> that works. What is something that instantly annoys you? Loud chewing. <laughs> yeah. I used to be guilty of that. Like I. <laughs> I used to be a as long as you're not like holding a microphone right up to it, then it's it's more forgivable. Yeah. But yeah, I've I've definitely right. had like even on the phone, and I'm just like, really. <laughs> My sister used to bat me in the back of the head because I used to like be the food chomper, you know. Oh, that is that is sibling love right there. <laughs> yep, yep, you know it. Um, two more questions. What do you think is the most valuable resource? Um creativity okay and then what is your current guilty pleasure song oh man <laughs> uh oh god what would it be and once you share i will share mine because it ties back to my list okay right. okay oh does it <laughs> oh man it's probably oh, it's gonna be something awful isn't it i'm really having to think about this one it's probably going to be, I, I don't even know the name of it. It's that bad. I don't even know the name of it. But every time it comes on the radio, I'm like, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's turned me on. And I think it's like written on a write on or something like that. It's a dance song. And okay. I don't know, I don't know why, but I absolutely love it. Nice. Okay. I, I don't know what song that is, but I don't know. I, I'm going with you on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't okay. even know if that's the title, but yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So mine is party in the usa oh that is a tune that wouldn't even be a guilty pleasure that would be a straight well, up you got to imagine 10 years ago when i was in college holy crap i just aged myself but <laughs> 10 years ago when i was in college imagine six college dudes drunk out of their minds at the end of the night when like the party starts dying and we don't want to go to we don't want to call it a night oh my goodness this is amazing. crank that song up <laughs> and the entire place goes ballistic just kind of picture that it's and, one of those songs like yeah i can totally see that and that yep. is like the best mental image ever yep absolutely you know it's, <laughs> That's fine. so it, yeah, i'm gonna go play that later i'm totally gonna do that <laughs> Actually, the best thing I've ever seen, though, is a six foot five solo acoustic artist doing a cover of Wrecking Ball. <laughs> and every time I see him, I ask him to play it. And the last time I saw him was uh, in or last July before mm -hmm. the whole COVID situation broke out. And he's like, dude, I haven't played that song in three years. I don't even remember <laughs> the notes. I'm like, you're telling me. That I'm the only person that ever wanted to hear that. Like, oh my god, no! Is it nice? She was trying to get out of it. You're like, nah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, that sucks. Because he, I, when we first met, I was that guy that would catcall for Freebird. <laughs> you were one of those. You were that person. I only did. I only did it to him because I knew it annoyed him so much. Like after I'd gotten to know him. And so like, as I'm like, if he was in the middle of a set and he was ending a song as I was walking out or leaving for the night, oh, I was, you know, as I'm walking out the door, as you get ready to yeah, as I'm walking out, I just yell, play Freebird and leave. And he's like, thank you, sir, for leaving. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, everybody. yeah, so it, 
you know, I don't, I only do that to people that know that I'm kidding and <laughs> seriously. So, but yeah, someone, someone's going to turn around and feel like this did <laughs> pretty much. So that was the random question segment. It's, it's, I need That's to find great. a new random question generator, or actually I found a new one that, that kind of worked. And it was actually, cause for a while there, it seemed like I was getting a lot of the same questions. Yeah. They like have only got a certain amount of questions in there. Yeah. I was just like, I've already asked why your favorite color is what it is, you know, like just random stuff like that. So, but, um, so thank you for participating in that. Yeah, that was great. I liked it. Um, so obviously right now, no shows happening, but what's kind of the plan moving forward now that your EP is released? Are you going to take a minute and kind of let it breathe or are you just jumping right back on the gas yeah and... I mean for like I've, I've got to take a minute to let myself breathe like I got so overwhelmed with all the support yesterday and and like the response was amazing which is just like massive shout out to everyone who streamed and downloaded it and bought the actual cds as well and everything like thank you so much because that really made my day yesterday that was like the best day um so I'm going to take a minute to appreciate that. There is going to be a little Summit Summit coming out next week mm -hmm. uh, to go with the EP. So if you fancy seeing what that is, I will be announcing it on Monday. Um, so go follow my socials and all the information will be coming out on there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going back in the studio at the end of this year. I think we're planning for November to work on the next one. So it's it's all go 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 for me. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Especially now when, like, are are the studios like a hundred percent shut down where you're at, or are they it's just kind of reopen now? So hopefully by November we'll be all good to go and and get booked in. Um, yeah, life seems to be sort of reopening, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, how? So you're the first per no yeah you're the first person we've interviewed from leeds so i'm kind of curious what's the um independent scene kind of like up there it's really vibrant actually there's there's loads of grassroots music venues in leeds um i actually run a gig promotions company called whiskey kisses out of santiago bar and which is quite central uh, in the city and it's yeah, it does, it's very eclectic. There's a lot of sort of different genres like indie. There's quite a bit of hip hop, pop, all that kind of stuff. And um, there's even like metal and, and things like that, which is just, I think that's great. I think it's cool to just have one place that's got so much choice. And my aim with Whiskey Kisses was to bring a little bit more country through because we were getting some, but I wanted to see more of my friends play in my city because it is a wonderful city with fantastic venues. Um, and it deserves to to have country music. And I think people that don't necessarily know what the UK country scene is like or what modern country is like um, have also enjoyed having the chance to do that because of you know friends of mine that, that are not really into it. I've invited them along and then they've come back and invited more friends and seeing them realize it's not just country western, it's not just old tunes. There actually has got something about it now as well that's more modern than that. Um, it's been really great. But yeah, it's just super eclectic and and super open which mm -hmm. i find so encouraging yeah absolutely it's always it's always really awesome to have like such a wide variety of music in a music scene and just have that eclectic voice because then you're going to get more people to come and listen or 100 percent 
because it's like, oh, hey, because for me, for example, I love metal music. I enjoy country music. So like mm -hmm. if I go up there and like we're bar hopping or something and it's like, oh, yeah. hey, they're playing metal music here, but down the street they're playing country and then over there yeah. they're playing hip hop or, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, a little bit of everything. And yeah. I think that's like, you need that. You, the world needs that. Otherwise it'd be a very boring place. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I take influences in like my own music and stuff from everywhere. I listen to hip hop. I listen to EDM. I listen to, you know, rock. I used to be very into metal music, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I take those influences and I sort of absorb them. And I think, a music scene deserves to have that because there should be something for everyone. Why shouldn't there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, who doesn't love a crossover? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how, when there isn't a global pandemic going on, I think you'd 2020 is not canceled. <laughs> before 2020 got canceled. I, you'd, I think you'd mentioned that further you haven't had a chance to play a full band gig yet correct Not yeah 23rd of august in manchester um is the first one so i'm really looking forward to that we're supposed to go um do the first one in april i was supposed to go on tour in april as well but that probably won't happen until next year now gotcha um when when there isn't a global pandemic how often do you get to get the opportunity to go out and play quite often to be fair it was getting to a point where i was having you know Two, two or three gigs a week um, all over the place. And it's it's been a really nice opportunity to see parts of the UK that I haven't ever been to before. Um, and when I got the chance, I'd go and like have a look around if I could, mm -hmm. if I had the time to. Um, obviously, bal balancing with that the way the work life as well was interesting, but I'm very fortunate to work for a very understanding company that let me go finish early and head to my gig because um, they like what I'm doing too. And then... Um, yeah, I really enjoy sort of meeting new people as well. That's that's one of the best things, being able to make new friends and meet new people and say, hey, you know, uh, this is me. I'm enjoying what you're doing. You're enjoying what I'm doing. Like, And it's great to see familiar faces too that, that you sort of you meet them at a gig and then they're at another gig and they're at another gig and you're like, oh my God, hi, this is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always amazing. Uh, like, especially when you're able to connect that well with a musician that they're willing to... I guess not travel with you, but like they travel to see you. Yeah. Like I've seen it a few different times where we were working with this uh, punk band in the, when I was living out in New Mexico, they had a show in Roswell, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, there was a couple of people there that was like, Oh my God, never heard you guys before. Amazing. Amazing. And the next night they had a show three hours North and the same group of people showed up. And it's oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah, there, there are some very dedicated people in the UK scene as well. Like, yeah. And it's just so, it's such a boost to see that. And, and it's such an honor for someone to to invest in you like that as well. And not not just buying your music, but coming to those gigs and doing that that travel to come yeah. see you and, and just let you into their daily life. Like, that's a huge honor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's... What's it kind of like traveling or uh, touring in the UK? Does the whole Brexit situation, does that make things a little bit harder or is that really a non-factor? Uh, we don't really know right now. I think it's still very much a big question mark, uh, which is a bit frustrating because I was going to start trying to go out to Europe um, next year and, and try and get some gigs out there. So it, it will definitely be interesting to see 
how that works out and and what actually happens um yeah it's 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 all very um very blurred right now um, yeah. but within the uk itself it's pretty good i mean i imagine it takes a lot less time to travel around the uk than it does in the us yeah. a little bit probably a little bit yeah just just a couple hours here and that yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah because going from north or going from the east coast to the west coast you're talking a few days depending <laughs> you know so I'm pretty sure you could do that in a few hours yeah um so obviously once the pandemic lifts the hope is to get back out and do that tour you're supposed to do in april what uh what cities were you looking to hit in april Uh, well i was going to go out with my friend we were going to co-headline uh with emma ma who is another like fantastic british artist Um, and we were going to go out got to get this right now Um, we were going to go head to london um birmingham Blackpool, Scarborough, and Manchester, I think. And Glasgow as well. Mustn't forget Glasgow. Love Glasgow. Um, so we're going to try and, and rebook the same dates and, and the same sort of cities and hopefully the same venues if they're all open. If they, if they all reopen, that would be great. Um, I don't want to lose any any more venues than we already have. Uh, but fingers crossed we'll be able to rebook it and, and yeah. get out to see those, those fans that missed us. Yeah. We missed them too. How bad's the uh, venue closings been in Albayu? There's a few that have been quite devastating. Um, there are a couple that were saved recently as well. Um, so that was kind of relief because because they were very key. I think it was the Deaf Institute and Gorilla, and they was they are such key venues in in the UK just music industry. Um, so that was devastating to see that, but very glad that they that they sort of seem to have been safe but the music venue trust over here has, has been doing a lot of work to try and secure funding from the government and and try and keep these venues from having to close because do we really need any more of that i mean at, at the best of times they're closing because of apartment builds or you know all that, all that kind of just stuff yeah um but yeah I've- yeah, <laughs> it was the one thing that surprised me. I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they had mentioned that there were some venues that had closed down. I think it was in uh, it was out like near the border on or near Wales. Um, yeah, that there's so many, many like well, Santiago, about where I work out of nearly didn't reopen as well. Like it's, it's the scene has taken a hit. Like it really has taken a hit. Yeah, and you'd brought up like some of them are turning into flats, and it's like, yeah, like even like at the best of times that happens, and then we we sort of went into this, and there was not a huge amount of support um, mm-hmm. for for the arts in general, which was a bit gutting considering like when everyone's in isolation and everyone's locked down, what mm-hmm. are they using to keep themselves occupied? They're using the arts, they're using that entertainment, music, TV, you know, all that media, theater, everything. So it was, yeah. it was kind of a little bit of a slap in the face. Yeah. Um, but the, the people themselves, you know, the band themselves have been really encouraging and, and really kind in, in trying to do as much as they can for for not just the artists, but for the venues as well and, and mm-hmm. just various art forms. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, first, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate well, it. Thank really you for having me. I've had a lovely time. time. And, you know, it's been a great conversation. You know, I really, I always enjoy, 
it's always an interesting experience where like the first real conversation is a podcast because yeah like, a lot, like I can read a lot of the stuff on on like on your bio on your website mm -hmm. and it's like okay I, I I understand but you know it doesn't really connect you know yeah. it's easier to get inside when you have more time to talk about it <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely but um so I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Before we start wrapping things up, though, I have one final big question for you. Okay. Oh, this is going to be hard. I can feel it already. <laughs> I mean, it's for some people, yes. Some people, no. It just kind of depends. Okay. Why music? Because it's all I know how to do. Okay. That wasn't so hard, was it? Yeah. In a nutshell, that's, that's, all, I, that's all I know how to really do. Gotcha. Um, I don't see myself living without it anytime soon, so might as well. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then, uh, so before we wrap it up, uh, what, where can everybody find you online? Where can they find your new EP, Firecracker? You know, all that fun stuff. Um, everything, it's pretty easy. Everything's under Amelia Quinn Music. Um, and so if you go to Instagram, it's at Amelia Quinn Music. And on Facebook, it's just the page, Amelia Quinn Music. The links are on that too. Um, if you want to stream it on Spotify, it's on there. It's on iTunes as well. Help me climb the charts if you want to. <laughs> and just pop a Quinn Firecracker in there and it should come up. Uh, it's on all you know, major stream platforms as well. So anywhere that you get your music, you should be able to find it. Um, apparently, it's on TikTok too. So if you want to start a challenge, you, you want to find it and start a challenge, feel free. I want to see what people come up with. Um, but yeah, and just go for it if you want a physical cd then head to my facebook page there are links of where to get them and i post worldwide so. <laughs> yeah. nice. all right so you brought up tiktok <laughs> how, how did you get how did you get the tiktok sync and how, how did that how what's your opinion on tiktok have you been able to kind of figure it I out i think i do i have it and i do i don't really post very much it's, oh. i think for a couple of weeks during lockdown um, my partner and i just yeah we made we made a few videos just for fun um but that kind of the novelty wore off and we kind of left it but i do like some of the videos on there there's some real uh, comedy gold coming through that, as well as some great informational stuff as well, like yeah. tutorials on how to cut your own hair. Not that I would dare do that because I've done that before and it didn't go well, yeah. um, but I, I think that's pretty cool. And having my music on there is quite fun. It was just through my um, digital distributors. It, it got added to it, so I'm like, okay. Nice, that's awesome. Maybe uh, it will get used, I don't know. <laughs> speaking of a DIY haircut, I, I'm about due. And unfortunately, I don't have anybody living with me to be like, oh, no. hey, did, I, did I get the back? Because need like the double mirror setup. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but once again, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really thank you having me. <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, and we'll hope to have you back on the next uh, EP that you have yeah. or whatever you got coming on. Just let us know. We'd love to help you promote it. That'd be um, awesome. But once again, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will catch you guys later. <laughs> Thanks very much. See you later.